It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the moment last. Just kicking down. So welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavis, licensed nutritionist. And today's show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. You know, for a long time, for our, all of our longtime listeners, I decided to open up the phone lines to anyone that has a question about hormones. So, you know, maybe you have a question about PMS or menopause, or maybe the men have questions about enlarged prostate. If you have a question... You know, give us a call this morning at 651-641-1071. So today we will be sharing information about the problems associated with having excess levels of estrogen in your body. And we also have some suggestions on ways that you can rid your body of these excess estrogens. And that may be just a new thought for a lot of people, extra estrogens, hmm. So joining me today as our co-host is nutrition educator and counselor, Kate Crosby. And Kate works with clients in both our Lakeville office and our North Oaks office. And you have a lot of long-distance clients, don't you, Kate? I sure do. In fact, um, I've got a little something to, to report about one of my long-distance clients. She lives in Georgia. This is a woman with three children. And... Um, she doesn't have the luxury of a Whole Foods or a food co-op around, and she has made our uh, nutritional weight and wellness way of eating work, for, work her. for her so successfully. She was planning on going to the Georgia National um, uh, Fair and talked to me and sent me an email about what she was planning to have. But more importantly, what she notes in her email is, I don't leave home without the cooler anymore. Okay. So she's always got snacks in her cooler. Then there was a little bit more in the uh, email. Good news. And I'm just going to read the email. My 13-year-old son, who's going to be a big man, he's already 5'11", was overweight at about 200-some pounds. He weighed in this morning. This is after six weeks of her kind of putting this program into practice. So he weighed in this morning for the first time since he started, since we started NWW. Okay, the whole family started it then. Well, and not in a pushy way, as yes. you'll see. She they just, just started eating better. They just started eating better. Well, he's down to 181 pounds. Wow. He's so excited. Now, again, she didn't force anything on him. They just stopped eating out, and they have healthy, filling snacks. Perfect. Simple. 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 And that's our whole philosophy. That is. It was just a wonderful example of what can happen. Yes. And you just talked to her on the phone and you set her up and got her going. That's how it happened. And she listens to the radio a lot. Okay. (laughs) But back to our topic, estrogen dominance. You know, a lot of times when I get together with my friends, our conversation starts to focus on hormone issues. Things Amazing, like, isn't yeah, it? <laughs> I mean, you know, and anything from hot flashes to insomnia. Yes. All of my friends believe and think that sleeping four, six hours is normal and that there's nothing they can do about it. That's it. Um, well, we talk about uh, hot flashes or weight gain or our daughter's PMS. These 
they don't really realize that a lot of these symptoms are often caused by having too much estrogen in their bodies. And that's, of course, that's a new thought for many people. But clinically, we've found that most people who are experiencing PMS, I've got a whole list here, hot yeah. flashes, hormonal migraines. Oh, that's a big one. Early puberty, vaginal dryness, insomnia, irregular periods, heavy periods, fibroids, endometriosis, they often have high levels of estrogen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the past, you know, the TV nutrition stories, they would have us believe that all those signs are actually signs of low estrogen. But that's not true. These are really signs. These are really body signs of estrogen dominance or too much estrogen, excess estrogen in your body. Absolutely. That's a hard one. I know. It's a little rethinking. I know. But... Especially like that one that said... Uh, Menopause. I think that those signs of yeah would be people just can't put wrap their head around that one. No, that's signs of too much much estrogen. estrogen. Yeah, and you know, men also experience high levels of estrogen, which is also a new new thought. thought. (laughs) Now, I know most of our listeners are probably thinking, "Oh, it's only women who have estrogen, not men." Well. That might have been true back in the olden days when men were leaner, they had more testosterone, and when little girls stayed little girls, they didn't get their periods until there were 13 or so instead of at seven. Yes. But our environment has changed, and now many men also experience this estrogen dominance. And, you know, that leads to a loss of sex drive for them, uh, terrific fatigue. Their muscle tone is down, more body fat enlarged prostate, and even prostate cancer. Mm-hmm. Kind of a, a thought I had, too. Who is this guy? Yeah, who is in this the guy closet? over here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll talk about you. Well, we're going to introduce him, but go ahead, Greg. Well, I just when you mentioned that, Kate, I was thinking, too, I just saw a recent article of the American Medical Association Journal, and they're talking about children that were exposed to this bisphenol A, you know, uh, BPA, at an early age, they had a higher likelihood of obesity as they got older, two and a half times greater. They look at the urinary levels of you know BPA you mm-hmm. know in these children. Now, the children that had the highest amount of this uh, bisphenol A in their urine, they had a six times greater likelihood of becoming obese as they got older. So, this estrogenic compound, you know, this BPA compound, really exerts this effect on storing fat instead of utilizing it as energy. So wow. where are they so, getting yeah. all this? Where well, is it? Found? Where's it coming from? Well, yeah, because you always think of you know the plastics. You know that's the thing that's always you know the you water bottles, for that. the water bottles, and yes. so forth. You know, yep. but actually they use it in aluminum cans, and so as those cans corrode a little bit, it leaks out this BPA. You'll oh. see it. Uh, they use it, of course, to strengthen the plastic bottles, which is a big you know uh, factor there. It's in toys. You know, there's hardeners toy. for toys, chewing mm-hmm. on toys. Sure. Uh, could be containers in general, food containers, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, dental fillings, hardening factors in dental fillings. And each time you clump down with your mouth, not only are you releasing the mercury we've talked about in the past, but now you're releasing this bisphenol <clears throat> A as well, this estrogenic compound. So that, the plastics and eyeglasses, wow. you know, CDs, I mean, the list goes on and on, Dar. It's unbelievable where it's all at. Hmm. Amazing. So, you know, because of the health problems that this all this estrogenic products or high estrogens are really causing, we did invite our friend and mentor, and because he shares a lot of research, and we know that um, 
Greg, we really probably should have had this show at least for two hours, if not three, mm-hmm. because you probably have stacks of estrogen or of <laughs> of uh, research on estrogen uh, with you. So we want to welcome you to the show. And um, you know, I know that people ask for you to be on the show often. Yes, you know they love they love your voice. Yep. They love your knowledge. So thanks for being here today. I love being here. This is fun. It really <laughs> okay. is. And you're two of my favorites, you know, <laughs> too. So thank you. Well, for listeners who don't know, this is Greg Peterson. He's a co-owner of Nutridyne, a local company that provides pharmaceutical grade supplements to healthcare professionals. But really, moreover. Greg and his company sponsors some of the best nutrition seminars and conferences in the U.S. Uh, you know, that's a big statement. Some yeah. of the best conferences in the U.S. And that's, he gee, does, what a though. nice compliment to you, Greg. Thank you. Um, appreciate You know, that. last weekend, you really gave us all an opportunity to learn some of the more recent research. And I thought the other thing that really helped me was to get re-inspired about this, the power of nutrition. I mean, we just sometimes, we talk it, we see it, but sometimes it's really nice to hear it from someone else. Yes. And and really, it was really an amazing conference, Greg, and so thank you very much. And I know you put those on all the time, and they're mm-hmm. a lot of work. They are. And they're a, you can, the caring that went into that was just absolutely amazing. So it's thank a, you. It's a labor of love. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get back to our estrogen-dominant story that we were going to tell today well you have excess estrogen um or this dominance like you say dar because sometimes we're talking about this earlier you can still be low estrogen but in comparison to other hormones like progesterone you're dominant estrogen still and you're going to have these dominant kinds of problems that excess estrogen brings and that can be you know signs of excess estrogen in women can be endometriosis it can show up as infertility problems which is huge at this you know time well, of yes age. it is you know mm-hmm. i hear one in five couples uh, kind of varies by the statistics but it's it's up there very high yes it is uh migraine headaches like you mentioned oh, earlier we work with yeah. I lo- we work with oh. a lot of women with migraine headaches yeah. mm-hmm. and you know they're hormonal migraine headaches so. oh those are terrible i have a headache maybe once every two months and i feel Terrible for the day. Yes. Uh, so is those it, are just a, a few of them. You know, the breast tenderness, PMS, the excess weight gain on the hips and the buttocks area, yes. too. If you can't get rid of that, you know, fat, very possibly excess estrogen. We have to do something about that. But even more of a concern, Dar, is a serious uh, contribution it has to things like breast cancer and cancer in general. And that's why we're really talking about this topic today. Yes. So I know. Okay. We need to take a break. You're, uh, and. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. So I want to talk to you about a class that we're offering. If you're one of the 34% of the population who's pre-diabetic or type two, has type 2 diabetes, I want to recommend you sign up and take Avoiding the Diabetic Epidemic with Real Food. You're going to learn you need healthy fat to balance your blood sugar. Research clearly states that low fat is not the answer if you are diabetic. So join Kristen Tuesday night at Mississippi Market or Nell in Roseville on Thursday, October 18th. This can be a really life-changing class, and the life it changes may be yours. So to sign up, call our office at 651-699-3438 or go to our website, weightandwellness.com. And if you've got questions today about hormonal health, give us a call at 651-641-1071. 
When something is simple, it's called a cakewalk or easy as pie. Funny how there's no easy as pie diet. But now there is a plan to make shedding pounds simpler. It's called Nutrition for Weight Loss. That's right, using Nutrition for Weight Loss. Created by the nutrition experts at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, Nutrition for Weight Loss will teach you the secret to losing weight and keeping it off. Nutrition for Weight Loss will create a personalized plan for you. It will bump up your metabolism to help you burn more calories. And there's no frozen prepackaged or liquid meals. You eat real food. With Nutrition for Weight Loss, you never get that hungry, haggard feeling. The program uses the latest in nutritional science to keep you feeling satisfied. And you'll love the bounce in your energy level. Find out more about Nutrition for Weight Loss. Call 651-699-3438 or online. It's weightandwellness.com. That's weightandwellness.com. Getting the body you want is easier than you think with Nutrition for Weight Loss. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, if you're worried about getting through the holidays and not gaining weight, or maybe you want to lose 10 pounds before Christmas, I've got the perfect answer. Nutrition for weight loss. It's 12 weeks of education, support, and gentle accountability. All the elements that are in a good weight loss program. Um, Plus, it it really supplies you good support and on an individual basis and also group education. So you can call 651-699-3438 to find the best location because we're going to start our classes again toward the end of the month around October 30th. So if you have questions today about hormones, call us at 651-641-1071. And I know people wanted us to report repeat our Nutritional Weight and Wellness phone number. So I'll do it again, 651-699-3438. And, Kate, should we just take a caller here? I think we should. We've got one right now. Good morning, Linda. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You've got a question? Yes, hi. What I'm calling about is, okay, so I have um, where I could I can't sleep. I have weight gain around the middle, that kind of thing. So what I um, tried different things, and I'm using the 5-HTP. I use that before I go to bed along with one, item, one, item, one other item. I'm eating healthy, all those things, the good fats, the nuts, and, you know, different things like that, whole foods, et cetera. My question is this. How long of sleeping good now that I'm finally sleeping like I should be? How long does it take for the weight to finally go away? Oh, what a good question. (laughs) I wish there was a formula. (laughs) (laughs) And I know there's not an exact, but like I'm talking like most people on average, what are we looking at? Well, you know, I think what you have to be looking at it is at least three months before some of the stress hormones, and that's really what it is. It's more of the stress hormones when you don't sleep okay. to get that level down. I don't know, Greg, do you have an, another thought on that? At least three months of good sleep, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes people will sleep really good for, you know, four or five nights out of the week, and then they'll still struggle with a couple of three, but... But if you're sleeping every night soundly, it would seem as though that's going to change your kind of your metabolism. Mm-hmm. I, that's that's mm-hmm. my guess. Mm-hmm. I'm in total agreement there too, Dar. I remember we had a seminar a few years ago, and they were talking about sleep patterns. You know, too, just because we start to sleep better, you know, after maybe a couple of weeks or a few weeks and so forth, actually to reestablish 
a permanent new pattern of sleep. It takes about three months to do yeah. that. You know, so okay. I think when the body really recognizes it's an, an irregular sleep, you know, a trend like that, you're getting a solid, you know, seven, eight hours a night and so forth. Now your cortisol levels will be blunted, those stress hormones. And as the cortisol levels go down, then that belly fat, you know, basically, which is so hard to get rid of, that will start to dissipate too. Right. Okay, so when you say the cortisone levels, is cortisone the same thing as estrogen? Are they one and the same? No, they're different hormones, and cortisol is just, it's more of a stress hormone. So it's, they're different hormones, but, you know, they're all hormones. Okay. Okay. Um, I think that answers my question. Um, the only other question that I have really quickly, and that is, okay, so um, after three to six months, let's say, and, I, okay, um, things are starting to work the way they are and it's starting to let go of the weight, et cetera. At that point, can I stop using the 5-HTP, those herbs and things, or do I? when do I know approximately when I stop taking them? Well, to, you know, I usually think that you stop using them you know, you may try a couple of nights without any, uh-huh. or maybe you slowly reduce the amount that you're taking. Okay. Because once you use 5-HTP and you build up that level of serotonin in your body and in your brain, it sh- if you're eating enough animal protein through the day, you should be making your own serotonin and you make your own 5-HTP. So oh, okay. Well, hopefully you won't need it then. But, okay. you know, it's not going to hurt you if you do. Okay. So... Well, thank you very much. Okay, thank you Thanks for the, for the question. Call. Nice nice questions. Back to hormones. All right, hormones. Well, <laughs> we were talking about um, high levels of estrogen. You know, high levels of estrogen have also been associated with autoimmune disorders like lupus and thyroid problems. You know, I often observe that women develop a thyroid problem after a pregnancy, which, of course, is a time of high estrogen. Exactly. We see that a lot with clients. That's when their thyroid goes. When it goes haywire. Yeah. I'm kind of a sidebar on that, too, uh, Kate, is uh, when you look at autoimmune disease, about 80% of autoimmunity is found with women. So it's okay. a very gender-based you know, condition. And part of that connection, a big part of that connection, is, again, that high estrogen level that creates inflammation, and the inflammation then dysregulates the immune system makes the immune system more likely to attack itself at that point, too. It's like a hypervigilant, you know, Mm -hmm. immune system. So, again, estrogen detoxification, you know, is a real key. So I think that's an interesting point that you made, and I don't think most people realize that, Mm -hmm. that when you have a higher level of estrogen, you have more inflammation in your body. And, you know, you think inflammation, you think things like fibromyalgia. You th- I mean, all the mm-hmm. conditions that we see now with people that are, have just the aching body, that's, mm-hmm. you know, the aches and pains in their body, mm-hmm. just an inflammation response in their body. It, it really is. And, and then that connection to the thyroid, like yeah. you're saying too, Kate. Interesting is that, again, high estrogen increases, it's a, a factor called thyroxin binding globulin. And that's a protein that basically handcuffs your thyroid hormones, mm-hmm. your thyroxin, your T4, your T3, and so forth. And so those hormones, thyroid hormones, can no longer bind to the cell and create the activity that thyroid hormones do. 
mm-hmm. as far as increased metabolism, energy levels, feeling of well-being, and so forth. So again, it's that doggone estrogen culprit. Mm. And that's what that is that's what factors that in is mm-hmm. the higher higher estrogen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great explanation mm-hmm. there, Craig. Yep. So a little oh. bit too okay, kind of. A, I, I got so much into that area, I kind of forgot my other thought here as well. But you know, there's uh, really good scientific medical literature on the whole connection with a lifetime of estrogen uh, exposure. And this is out of the Journal of Clinical Oncology, very mm-hmm. prestigious you know, medical journal on cancer. And they find that um, women that are exposed or taking birth control pills, and they have a longer lifetime of exposure to estrogen, which a birth control pill is, it's estrogen and so forth, Right. Yeah. Uh, that their increased risk to cancer and breast cancer and so forth increases dramatically. Mm-hmm. So you take the example of, let's say, like a 16-year-old girl, and sometimes younger, you yep. know, they're on birth control pills, you know, preventively mm-hmm. and so forth. And they might be taking these birth control pills for 15, 20 years or longer before they become pregnant. And we see that you know? all the time. Mm-hmm. Real common, you yes. know, place, you know. And uh, so now they have a very, they have 20 years plus of excess exposure to estrogens before they decide to become pregnant. Right. And now, you know, their likelihood of developing different kinds of cancers or having problems with their pregnancies and so forth, you know, go way up. Uh, that's just one. Another one that was in the International Journal of Cancer was talking about, um, again, this uh, exposure to oral contraceptives, again, birth control pills, associated with a much higher breast cancer risk. So lots of studies bring this up. Those so are there's just a two. lot of research out there that says this. Mm-hmm. We're just not making this up, are we? Oh, no. No. no, no, no. <laughs> so, Kate, should we take a call or are yep. we okay yep. with time? Yeah. Nope, nope, we are not okay with time. We've oh. got to take a break. Oh, I guess okay, we're going to okay. take our caller when we come back. All right, How sounds that good. Be? Wow, that goes fast. <laughs> so you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you're experiencing acid reflux, diarrhea, constipation, colitis, maybe Crohn's disease or IBS, GERD, or just plain old heartburn, I want to direct you to another life-changing class next Saturday, October 20th in Maple Grove, Or you could also take it October 23rd in St. Paul. The class is called Gut Reaction. This class will teach you the real power of food when you change your nutrition to change your life. Mm -hmm. To sign up, you can call our office at 651-699-3438 or jump on our website, weightandwellness.com. If you've got calls today for us, give us a call at 651-641-1071. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Cavis, licensed nutritionist, and I'm here with my co-host Kate Crosby, nutrition counselor, and Greg Peterson, co-owner of Nutridyne, a company providing quality supplements to healthcare professionals. Greg also provides us weekly with current research. So here is a research study he sent out this past week. Rats exposed to even the smallest amount of Roundup develop breast tumors, severe liver and kidney damage. Interesting. And there was actually pictures of these tumors. So in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area, we are surrounded by fields where Roundup is used as a pesticide every year. Mm -hmm. So no wonder we're experiencing some hormonal problems. It's causing it in rats and it is causing it in humans. So... Questions, uh, if you have a question today, 651-641-1071. I had kind of a question for you, Dar, okay. because you hear a lot of various comments like this. 
What do you think about uh, coffee consumption and increasing estrogen levels? Well, I think that if you are using maybe a cup or two a day, I don't think it's a problem as long as you're drinking organic coffee because coffee plantations, and actually last winter I visited one in Hawaii, and the organic coffee plantations do not use Roundup, but the non-organic coffee plantations use Roundup as their pesticide, Hmm. which was shocking, wasn't it? You just think, so yes, I mean, I don't think it's harmful if you're using organic coffee Mm -hmm. and uh, you're using in moderation. It's not going to do anything to, or very little to your hormones, I believe. And I understand that, too, with Roundup, too. That's another estrogenic-like compound. You know, yes. so, so that's influencing that estrogen dominance again, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. So we so, have a few callers, don't a we? a few over here. <laughs> Let's begin with um, Inga. Inga, wel- welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question or a suggestion? Uh, I have a question. Sure. I was actually diagnosed with estrogen dominance, uh, gosh, it was probably about six years ago, and they had me on testosterone, which helped, uh, but then we decided to have another child, and so I went off of it. And I am wondering if there is a book or something that, is, is there a diet that would help with that rather than going back on the testosterone? I just would rather avoid that at all costs if possible. Yes, uh, yes. You know, I think one of the things that we do, I mean, because we work with a lot of women and some men that have this estrogen dominance. Mm-hmm. And so it's a matter of helping them detox this estrogen out of their cells. So, you know, you start again with lots of leafy green vegetables. On the show, we often talk about having Brussels sprouts or spinach or broccoli for breakfast with your eggs. And yeah. then, you know, you cook your eggs in a little bit of coconut oil or a little bit of olive oil or butter. And that's a great way to start this detoxing. And all through the day, you eat more vegetables, like you have a big salad for lunch with some, you know, meat that is grass-fed so it doesn't have the hormones. And so you're continually doing that. And then we often add some other things like, you know, even a green drink. Like we have mm-hmm. a great product that's called Dynamic Greens. Well, that's going to give your body a lot of extra detoxers, estrogen detoxers, detoxers. You know, vegetable greens do that. And okay. then we often add some other supplements called, and we we're going to we'll talk, talk about, about some those. of that, but we can talk about it mm-hmm. now. Um, you know, we we have a supplement that I love that it is from Metagenics, and we get it through Greg, and it's called Estrofactors. And I have people take one of those three times a day. And it's it's a slow process of detoxing the estrogens. You know, it may take up to six months to bring that estrogen level down. I think that that's a much safer way than putting testosterone in to balance that. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you say, Greg? I mean... Exactly. I, I was thinking along the same lines too, Dar, because you know what happens as well is that when you are given testosterone... And you have uh, fat cells that have this enzyme called aromatase. That aromatase converts that testosterone you're taking to estrogen. estrogen. So yes, there you are. Exactly. Estrogen dominates so, yeah. again. You know, <laughs> not, too. A, not usually so, a good idea. You've got to yes. get that estrogen down. Exactly. You know, that's really the, the, the key to this whole thing. You know, well, and I maybe come all... in and make an appointment with one of us because it's something that we do every day with people. Yes. Because it's okay. such a problem. And, you know, if you don't take care of it, you run a higher risk of getting cancer, cancer, and you run a higher risk of getting autoimmune. 
And that's why it's so right. important to get these levels down. Well, and the thing is, I never have taken birth control pills. I've had four children, and I think we're just so inundated with the phytoestrogens everywhere that it's you know, just impossible yeah. to yeah. stay away from it. Yep, I agree no. with you. That's you and that's exactly because you know, like I just said, you know, we we're, we're exposed to the Roundup residue in our water supply here in this area, mm-hmm. as a lot of places are. So mm-hmm. yes, yeah. we're just exposed to it all the time. It's a real yeah. big health risk right now for people. But yeah. thanks for the thanks call. For that call. was a great call. Thank you. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, another caller. Okay, sure. Uh, Pamela. Pamela, you have a question for us today? I do. Um, Several years ago, my brother was working night shift, and then he ended up having thyroid problems. But my So he's taking medication for that, plus my mom and my sister, and they've never worked the night shift. So I have a couple questions. Um, because my brother has thyroid problems, does that mean he has too much estrogen? And then working the night shift, how does that affect, if at all, your hormones? Oh, wow. Woo. So... <laughs> Well, one of the things, when you do a work night shift, typically people do not sleep enough. They may get, you know, four hours, five hours, up to six hours at a shot, but usually they don't. I mean, it's usually like the three or four hours. And so they always have this interrupted sleep pattern, and that's going to affect their kind of their cortisol level. So they're going to be, they're going to have more stress hormones. You know, and that's then that affects all your other hormones. Mm-hmm. Um, Greg, do you, you know, as far as thyroid and, you know, who knows what that's coming from? It, it can be a lot of different things, you know, going on to, it could be autoimmune disease. It could go back to that um, inflammation, estrogen mm-hmm. situation we talked about earlier. I, I was going to, um, you know, make a comment on what you said there too, Dar, is that, you know, when you have increased stress and if you're a, a night worker and so forth, there's been good research on that, that your stress levels, your cortisol levels do go up, you know, and you usually have uh, impact on the neurotransmitters as well too. But when your cortisol levels go up, it interferes with the conversion of your more, your less active T4 mm-hmm. conversion to your more active T3. You know, T3, they say, is anywhere from like 5 to 10 times more active than T4. And so now you're blunting that conversion from T4 to T3. Right. That might be part of his whole thyroid mm-hmm. right. issue. The well, other thing I think about with a family that has so many thyroid issues yes, is gluten. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, immediately I'm sort of suspicious of the possibility that you're all kind of gluten sensitive and that that may have kicked off stuff too. Yeah, because my aunt has thyroid Yep. Issues, but I don't. And I'm so you know, you may take a look at this yourself and say, "Well, maybe you have some other signs and symptoms." And that's what when we sit down with people, we look at and we have a really extensive health history that we go through. So we look at all those signs and symptoms of something that may be going to uh, uh, in the future that you might be having. Mm-hmm. So we can put that. You know, we can stop that reaction going on by changing your eating plan. Okay. So. All right. Okay. Does Thanks Nutridine, for the call. Thank, we appreciate oh, can it. I ask just one more question. Uh, okay. Does Nutridine offer any classes for the public? Workshops? We do periodically. You know, I, I try to, when we bring the opinion leader, some of our speakers into town uh, on a weekend, like a Saturday, Sunday, I've been in the past doing Friday night, you know, yes. lay lectures, you know, too, and they'll talk for like maybe two hours or so 
on some of the things we're going to be talking about over the weekend, but more in, in uh, a lay person's you know terminology. So um, I'll definitely do that again this year. I'll let you know Dar and Kate know when those are going to be, so they can get it out to the listeners sure. as well. Yep, right. They're very good. Yes. Thanks, Greg. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the call. And so got another are... caller. All right, let's. Um, Laura, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a, a question for us today? I, I, I do. Thanks. I am enjoying the conversation. I am just wondering, um, should I see my general protect, pr- practitioner to um, get my levels checked? Or how would I understand if my family and I are um, you know, estrogen dominant or have a low testosterone, let's say? That's a great question. You know, I think, um, first of all, sometimes when you have, oh, Kate, you're signaling (laughs) me to hurry up and talk faster because we're going to have to take a break. You know, one of the things when you go in to have your levels tested, and this is how I try to explain it in kind of a simple way. When you have a blood test taken, it's going to test the amount of estrogen that your ovaries are making. But that's not going to be testing the toxic estrogens that are stored in your body. So we're talking two different stories about estrogen here. So the blood tests are probably not as accurate or as meaningful. Maybe that's the better word for it, as when you look at some of these other symptoms that you might have, any of these symptoms that we were talking about would give you an indication if you have the estrogen dominance and that you need to work on getting rid of some of those excess estrogens. And is there a, is there a list of those um, symptoms that I could go to on nutritional weight and wellness, or how would I um, find out a little bit more information to kind of um, go through my family members and check off to see if they are having this issue? Well, you know, some of the things is um, if you have PMS, if you have, you know, an autoimmune disease, if you have a thyroid issue, if you have endometriosis, if you have migraine headaches, infertility, infertility, I mean, all those issues. Yeah. And I I guess I was specifically thinking of my husband. He works a very high stress job. Mm -hmm. um, So sleep is interrupted all the time. Um, I mean, and and, that could be, I mm -hmm. mean, I think, you know, his is going to be more of an inflamed prostate is one of the signs and symptoms, but maybe putting weight on uh, around the middle again is another sign or symptoms of this imbalance that's occurring. Okay, okay. Um, okay. And would okay. you consider prostatitis and um, inflammation of the prostate as the same? Yeah, y- yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's kind of a comment, you know, that I've heard that we are all estrogen toxic until proven otherwise. Oh, that's a good <laughs> I need to interrupt here because it's time for another break. Um, you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. So since this is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, we want to help people look at a prevention model, not just an early detection model. Nutrition, real nutrition is the answer to preventing cancer. Not the diet pop, low-fat TV nutrition message. No, none of that. But real nutrition that clears the body of toxic estrogen. Nutrition that supports the immune function. Nutrition that protects your cells from free radical damage. Isn't it time to be proactive and protect your own body with real nutrition? It's this nutrition that Nutritional Weight and Wellness teaches every day, individually and in groups. Very well said. Thank you. We will be back in a minute. If big sweaters are your friends and mirrors your enemy, you might be ready for Nutrition for Weight Loss. 
If you last wore skinny jeans in the last century, you might be ready for nutrition for weight loss. If your metabolism is so slow you think it's in reverse, you might be ready for nutrition for weight loss. Nutrition for Weight Loss was created by the nutrition experts at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Using years of experience, they've crafted a plan that works based on breakthrough biochemistry and nutritional science. You'll cut your cravings and punch up your metabolism while eating real food. The team at Nutritional Weight and Wellness has helped hundreds of people get the body they want, and they can help you succeed, too. Find out what Nutrition for Weight Loss can do for you. Call 651-699-3438 or online it's weightandwellness.com. That's weightandwellness.com. If you don't want to suffer and starve to drop the pounds, you're probably ready for Nutrition for Weight Loss. Well, welcome back to Edition of Nutrition. We've got lots of callers this morning and a lot of information to share. And so we're going to just kind of talk a little bit more. We're going to go back to talking about, you know, how often that we see in our offices young women taking birth control pills. And they're not on it to reduce, you know, to have for birth control, no. but they're on it to reduce discomfort from their period Good. or... They think that it'll clear up their acne. Mm-hmm. So what they're doing, they're getting exposed to estrogens in these birth control pills, and they really aren't even taking it for birth control. And for most young women, all they have to do to reduce period cramps is to take three or 400 milligrams of magnesium glycinate and then oh. cut down their sugar, and the cramps go away. Simple. And, you know, for acne, it's often going back to reducing sugar in dairy products you know, reduce sugar, milk, cheese, and acne often goes away for many. Uh, you know, for more challenging cases, you know, a nutrition consultation makes sense. Yep. We see women in our office all the time who are taking uh, hormone replacement therapy, yes. even though the risk outweighs the benefits. So, Greg, what does research tell us about this hormone replacement therapy? Well, the one I've uh, read here recently, an article of the Journal of the National Cancer Institute, uh, and also the American Medical Association as well, they looked at a lot of different studies and they found that this estrogen progestin, the synthetic estrogen progesterone mm-hmm. you know, uh, medications, they increase the risk to breast cancer. And, and remember that these synthetic estrogens like uh, Premarin or some of these other ones you know, like that, they're like 100 times more potent than our mm. own naturally produced estrogens. So it's way out of balance. So that's so why when it. people, when women try to go off of those, they end up with outrageous hot flashes mm-hmm. because they're used to a hundred <sighs> times more potent estrogens than their own body made when they were making good estrogens from their ovaries. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Another side point there too, not to beat it to death, but we know that estrogens, these synthetic estrogens, increase. It's called uh, estrogen receptor alpha which is the estrogen receptor on the cell that causes proliferation of cancer, breast cancer, uterine cancer, and so forth. So when you're on these synthetic estrogens, you're just asking for problems. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing we still see that, you know, in a lot of clients that come into our offices. You know, but let's talk about men. Men can also experience excess levels of estrogen, and it leads to lower sex drive and increase in belly fat and like the caller before, enlarged prostate and even prostate cancer. Well, of course, we know that men aren't taking birth control pills. So how are both men and women experiencing and 
getting such high levels of estrogen? I mean, we have to ask ourselves that question. And one kind of a, a neat article I saw was a study that was on um, men and testosterone levels. And it was a study that the Massachusetts Male Aging Study that was done. And they went from 1989 to 2005. The study went that period of time. And they found that the bioavailable testosterone in males dropped over 100 points in that 17 years. Hmm. So it went from the average of 237 down to an average of 130. And I see that even uh, as a good story here, too, is um, one of my uh, doctors I work with treats a lot of Olympic athletes, a lot of mm-hmm. Olympic sprinters and so forth. And he had one in his office that he did the blood levels on t- you know, testosterone. The total testosterone should be 260 to 1100. Now, this world-class athlete, which you think would have testosterone coming out of his ears and so mm-hmm. forth, was at 330. Okay. You know, he should be more like around 1,000, 1,100 yes. or higher. Well, all this doctor did is put him on a estrium detoxification program with ester factories and basic foundation nutrition. After three months, his testosterone levels were over 800. So by well, reducing the, ester, the toxic estrogens, his testosterone level went up to normal. Yes. Amazing, yeah. High normal, it? actually. High normal. Huh. Yeah. Yep. So it was estrium whey and estrofactors and a good diet full yeah, the, the of Yeah, the good diet, the things that you would naturally do yep. with people. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, I think another interesting thing is that um, the average age of a little girl starting menstruation yeah. in, in 1860 was 15. Okay. And now in 2000, it's 12 and a half. And in fact, there's... A lot of 15%, I mean, I think this is amazing, 15% of little girls go into puberty at the age of seven. Oh, mm. you can't be So, ready. I mean, this is just exact, uh, another sign of lots of estrogen. So where do we get this stuff? Well, um, many, many places. I mean, we know the plastic water bottles um, are cleaning supplies. Pesticides that we use on our lawns. Um, You know, environmental agencies caution us to be aware of chemicals and the estrogen effects the chemicals have. But it may surprise you that excess fat cells often are the source of elevated estrogen levels in both men and women. Mm -hmm. You know, in our class, Nutrition for Weight Loss class, you know, we share the reality about wine. And if you, as a woman, drink two glasses of wine daily... That's just four ounces twice a day. That's not a lot. You can gain 21 pounds in one year. Another startling fact is that alcohol consumption causes a dramatic rise in estrogen levels in the body for both men and women. Say that again, Dar. Alcohol? Alcohol. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-oh. Increases that estrogen level in both men and women. Okay. And what I'm seeing more and more too, in general, in, in small, you know, boys and teenage boys and, and you know, guys at the gym and so forth, is this whole situation they call it gynecomastia, which what, 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 what? <laughs> <laughs> that's the scientific medical term. The on the street term is man boobs. You know? Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> more more commonly known as. And there's actually, in one of the PowerPoint presentations I've put together, we show uh, this old clip from Seinfeld where a Kramer in there is, he's invented the bro, <laughs> he calls it, which is the bra 
for a guy. <laughs> the hat the for guy. a guy. <laughs> yeah. You know, so we see that uh, happening so often. And it goes back to this whole thing of being estrogen dominant, being overweight, you know, storing that body fat that converts our testosterone to estrogen. And so we find that, you know, uh, men at that point uh, start developing these uh, fat accumulative areas in the sex areas like the breasts and prostate problems and so forth, too. But on the flip side, it's interesting how these hormones work. You know, when women carry extra fat cells, well, gosh, that seems like (laughs) we needed another two hours. We did. (laughs) So uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. And, Greg, thank you for all your information and being here today. Thank you. That was a great show. Thanks, Kate. Thanks. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.